Hey friends, looking for some great business content other than right here on Accelerate? Then check out C-Suite TV and watch in-depth interviews with business content for C-Suite leaders and entrepreneurs, including an interview with me, your favorite podcast host. And it's all on demand. Watch and get insider secrets on demand by going to csuitetv.com. That's c-suitetv.com. Business insights on demand. Okay, let's do the show. It's time to accelerate. Hi, friends. This is Andy. Welcome to episode 461 of Accelerate, the sales podcast of record, where I hold in-depth conversations with today's leading experts in sales, marketing, and leadership six days a week. A couple of quick items for you before we meet today's guest, Amit Bendoff. Amit is the CEO and co-founder of Gong.io. Gong.io is also one of the proud sponsors of Accelerate. It's a great tool to use to amp up the effectiveness of your sales coaching, which will lead to more sales. So you need to check it out at gong.io. Hey, if you like the show, it really helped me out. If you subscribed and left a review for Accelerate, you can do all of that from your podcast app on your phone that you're using to listen to this podcast. So go ahead, hit pause, subscribe, leave a quick review, and come right back. I'll be waiting for you. So friends, if if you want some new ideas on how to amp up your sales, then go to accelerate.fm forward slash spark and get my free ebook, How to Spark a Sales Turnaround. It's based on my interviews with over 300 sales experts about how they would boost their sales if they slowed down. And I've compiled all the recommendations into a practical step-by-step guide that you can use to accelerate your sales today. So don't wait. Go to accelerate.fm forward slash spark to get your free copy of How to Spark a Sales Turnaround. Again, I'm excited to be joined on the show by Amit Bendoff, CEO and co-founder of Gong.io. He's had over 20 years of senior leadership experience in hyper-growth technology startups, managing R&D, marketing, sales from small startups to global corporations in North America, Europe, and Asia Pacific. And his track record includes taking companies from zero sales traction to successful exit and from small teams to large organizations and from obscurity to white-hot companies. So, Amit, welcome to Accelerate. Hey, Andy. It's a pleasure to be here. Great, great. So, we're glad to have you here. So, take a minute, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit of how you got started in, in business and sales, and then sort of how you, what was the impetus to start Gong.io? Okay, so I've, I've uh, been, most of my career, I've been in sales and marketing positions and leadership position. I have a short period where I've been guilty in playing with technology. I do have a computer science uh, degree, uh, just just out of uh, intrigue. Then I did manage R&D teams for a while. But mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I got the hang of it, got back to sales and marketing. Uh, Gong is the fourth company that I'm leading. I've okay. been in leadership positions in three companies that have achieved over a billion dollars in shareholder value to date. So, wow. so which ones are those? So first one was Click Software, mobile workforce automation, traditional enterprise software, mm-hmm. uh, was GM of North American operations, uh, brought from zero to an IPO on NASDAQ. Uh, second company was a SaaS company called Panaya, was a VP sales and marketing and later uh, CMO. Mm-hmm. Um, SaaS to automate uh, ERP changes, pretty boring, okay. but lucrative uh, space. Yeah. Um, and that was sold for a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh, then I was a CEO of a company called Sysense uh, in the business intelligence uh, space. Grew it from uh, 20 to over 150 people and tens of millions of dollars in sales. Uh, that has not exceeded yet, but doing great. 
And I got the idea for Gong out of uh, desperation. Um, uh, I had a really shitty quarter, and I had no idea what's going on. Uh, <laughs> we had a, an incredible marketing operation. Both of the companies, we've built incredible marketing machines, and we're throwing millions of dollars, and, and they're generating a lot of leads. And we had a great sales team, and for some reasons, uh, we, you know, sales were taking a nosedive. We started to analyze what's going on. Do we have enough leads? Are people putting in the calls? Uh, and it was very difficult to understand what's going on. And the only way to find out was actually listening to the call. It wasn't so much about the quantity of calls, but about the quality of the conversations. So what you're saying, though, is that, that your sort of conventional KPIs and metrics you're using that you might use to measure effectiveness of your sales weren't giving you the clues you needed to find out what was really happening. Yeah, we had, uh, we had leads, and, and, um, but the sales, yeah, we have leads, but they don't have a sense of urgency. How do you how do you go about that? So we had to listen to a lot of calls, and and that's uh, that's a tall order. First, you can only listen to a handful. Each one of them is a, is an hour, and you know we're doing thousands of calls a quarter. So it's your evidence is anecdotal at best. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's extremely time consuming to management and the salespeople. And I realized there are a lot of things that we don't want to listen to. It just uh, not a very efficient use of the time, and that's how I got the idea for going. I started to looking what's out there and couldn't find anything. There either human transcription that was uh, pretty expensive mm -hmm. and economical to do on a scale. Machine transcription wasn't uh, great and accurate enough. Plus, we didn't really we didn't have time to read transcripts either. I mean, it's right. faster than listening, but I uh, just wanted to get like the key facts. Uh, you know, what are customers saying? What are we asking? How are we positioning the company? What are the next steps? Is there a sense of urgency? Uh, really, the key parameters that you want to know about a deal. And, and, I, and I also uh, presume you lose a fair amount of the nuance if you're just reading it as opposed to actually hearing it. You lose a ton of nuance. Right. Uh, just If you just look at the text, uh, in an average one-hour conversation like we're having right now, uh, there is an exchange about 6,000 words. Mm -hmm. Speaking pace is about 150 words per minute. Right. So in an hour, you get about 6,000. What ends up in Salesforce or in CRM is 30 words. It was a great call. They're excited. They want to move forward. Talk exactly. next week. And then the customer evaporates, and you have no idea what's going on. Right. Uh, and that's all that information. 99% of the information is lost as soon as you hang out the mm -hmm. phone. And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, a it's a losing proposition. Uh, CRM is blind to the things that really matter, the tonality, what's being said, the nuances and, and a ton of other information. Just right. there's too much. Right. So interesting that <laughs> it covers sort of phone-based communications, but then how are you addressing, or what was your thought about, gosh, when you got field sales force when you got the same thing going on? Well, we're, we're, we'll be getting there. Okay. Uh, so if you look at uh, Alexa, mm -hmm. I mean, think about Alexa for field service. It's, it's not uncommon. Actually, a lot of our customers are asking, okay, can I open like my laptop when I have a meeting with customer in field? Right. In field. Uh, so that's coming up. We just started to started with what's easier right mm -hmm. now um but we'll definitely get to field sales as well 
Got it. So in your mind, uh, before we jump more into Gong, so what what is the single biggest challenge you see that faces sales reps today? Or managers, for that instance? Uh, well, I think they face the same challenge. There's uh, so much activity that nobody has the time to really coach the salespeople and help them. Mm-hmm. Uh, selling is, is rarely easy. Right. And there are a lot of nuances uh, that it's very hard for a new salesperson to figure out. And they usually learn the hard way by trial and error. Sure. If they're lucky, they're successful. And if they're not as lucky, then uh, they're not successful and, and they get fired. Um, and the challenge is managers don't have time to really listen to what the reps are saying, coach them, and provide uh, some good advice. And the reps don't have it either. So the knowledge is in the organization. It's some of the better mm-hmm. reps. Uh, every rep knows like bits and pieces that other people don't. And managers definitely have the information. But there is no exchange of information because nobody has the time. All right. So how are you helping address that? So Gong makes it easy uh, for people to listen to each other and provide coaching advice and other advice and to share knowledge. So you're recording outbound phone calls. We're recording all calls, okay, automatically without the rep or anyone needing to take any action. Mm-hmm. We automatically transcribe them, index them, and share them with the right people. We highlight the interesting parts about every call, okay? So you, you don't need to listen to a full hour. You just say, okay, what was the pain points? Which question were asked? What's the next step? Usually in two to three minutes, you can understand the gist of the call, Ask for help from your manager or your manager can listen to the call and provide some advice. Uh, very, very easy. And it's, it's um, without changing the way that you work. So we offer um, organization the ability to share that knowledge and share field intelligence uh, without changing the way that they work. Okay. Yeah, I want to get back to that last point about not changing the way it work because I th- – Actually, I think it could be an impetus to change the way they work, actually. But um, so you talk about you record phone calls, you record go to meeting sessions, any sort of customer interaction that you have with the prospect. Yes. Okay. That's interesting that you use the, the conferencing platforms and so on. Um, so, well, how- most, most of the, uh, sub, at least with the companies work with now, most of the substantial conversations happen over tools like GoToMeeting or Zoom or uh, so discovery calls, demos, negotiation, trials. And phone is mostly used for shorter calls like, hey, I've sent you this proposal, mm-hmm. you know, should get a response. So there's less uh, less substance on those calls. That's why we started with the tougher stuff. Right. Uh, plus there's a video uh, that you spoke about the nuances. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're seeing faces or screens or, or, or demos uh, that capture some additional information. So we started with the harder stuff first. So some systems that are sort of in this field seem a little more focused towards the SDR, where it seems like you've sort of start at the other end, more at the account exec, the, the higher order sale, as opposed to the initial proactive outbound call. Absolutely. Um, first, the high, as you The say, higher value calls. It's, it's the higher value calls and and... They're the more challenging calls. SDR calls tend to be more repetitive, and I wouldn't say scripted, but they follow a very similar pattern. Uh, there is still 
work to be done over there. But if you think about a discovery call, it's much more complex. Mm -hmm. uh, it go in all sorts of directions. Uh, it's not scripted. It's long. And and the value is much higher. Just think about the, the cost of the opportunity or the value opportunity is much higher. Sure. So it's, it's an easier sell, easier, um, easier problem. Well, and it really is, in my mind, it really is the decisive call in the whole sales process. So um, if you mess that up, your opportunity is out the window. Um, so why, why transcribe the call? We transcribe the call to uh, provide the AI the ability to understand what's being spoken on the call, to identify which patterns, how much are we talking about pricing, in which segment are we talking about, uh, uh, are we seeing objections, uh, which products are being mentioned, what questions are being asked. So transcribing is kind of like the, uh, the basic information for all of that. Uh, but we don't necessarily show the transcription because people do not want to read. They just want the distilled information from every call. Mm -hmm. uh, the second capability so that you get you from, say when you say distilled, so the, you transcribe, but you don't actually provide a, a summary description of the call. How many questions were asked, uh, listen to talk ratio, uh, objections that were raised, uh, competitors mentioned, how much time was spent on each part of your playbook? So you spend 20% on pricing and it happened early on in a call. And these are the features that were discussed. Here are the features that were not discussed. What are the next steps? So everything is analyzed by Gong and presented as a summary to uh, both the rep mm -hmm. or self-coaching and a manager to get better visibility to the deal. Okay. So when you're doing that summary and you're saying, you know, questions asked, competitors mentioned, so on. So does every one of your customers then have to basically go through a training with, with the system to teach it, hey, here are our competitors' names, here are terms that are unique to us, and so on? No. Um, the, the system uh, we designed from day one for salespeople with very little attention span. So our approach is you, you do absolutely nothing. Okay, The system automatically identifies topics uh, that are repeating themselves on your calls, mm -hmm. machine learning, and then it starts highlighting them as, as you go. Uh, you can, if you do want to, you know, list, okay, these are the three competitors that I want to get alert every time that they get mentioned in a call, you can do that. So you but, can set rules, okay. Yeah, but uh, basically you don't need to do anything on the call. So basically it's learning through repetition, assuming that what's repeated That's most frequently is is important. Yes. Okay. And and, and you you can tweak that. But uh, most people just don't touch the system. You, you turn it on. Usually we turn the uh, system on on the first demo. It takes two to three minutes to set it up, and customers are live on, on a first call. Hmm. Interesting. Um, you said it looks for linguistic cues. That was uh, another thing that's sort of interesting. So what, what do you consider a linguistic cue? What's it looking for? Okay, so... Um, Let's look at uh, questions, for example, identifying how many questions and what type of questions were asked. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's uh, more complex than uh, what you would initially think. So most yeah, people that seems very complex. They would think about, okay, let's look for WH uh, questions, right? Right. Wrong. Uh, so first, people don't follow correct grammar when they speak. Right. Okay, so written text is one thing and conversational is, is a totally different ballgame. Uh, and plus, I can say, uh, here's what I said to you 
last time we spoke, okay, I did use the word what, but it wasn't a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're looking at both the linguistic of, you know, gra- grammatically what people are saying, but also the exchange of information. For example, okay, you've asked something and then we, uh, the ball moved to the other side, the other court, and then there was a response and certain type of response, and, and that's how we identify questions. So we b- look both at the audio signal and the questions themselves to identify uh, the constructs. Then you can start asking some higher order questions, uh, how many questions, how many open-ended questions, how many closed questions, and that's, uh, you, you build based on those low-level building blocks. So how are you determining, and I mean, this is just from a <laughs> interest from a technical standpoint, how are you discerning the difference between an open-ended question and a closed question? Well, that's part of the uh, secret sauce. I can't, I can't reveal no, I, it, but we have, we have linguists and, and data scientists are working on exactly that, uh, uh, that problem and, and similar problems to identify. I mean, there, there are several cues and, and hints that we uh, look at mm-hmm. from audio and, and the text to identify. So what, one of the things is to look at what answers are being provided, okay, the whole exchange of information, and then right. you can understand what kind of questions uh, were asked. All right, so you've got this. Let's get to the meat of the matter. You've you've recorded a call. You've got a transcript. So now, what happens? You know, I, I let's say you and I just finished a call. I was calling you. Uh, how long does it take for the result of that call to be available? And you know, do I get notified? Does you know my manager get notified? How does that process work? Usually within five to ten minutes, uh, your call is ready, and mm-hmm. you get an email. Hey, um, here's your call with so-and-so. These are the key issues. You can click here to listen and view some uh, uh, vital information about the call, and the manager gets notified as well. Uh, so the summary it, says, this is what you talked about. This is a summary of what you talked about. Right, right. And, and that's, uh, to my knowledge, Gong is by far uh, the fastest platform out there in terms of its processing power. Very interesting. Uh, so it's it's very very quick. Uh, if you can read email, you can use Gong because everything gets to your inbox, and you could just look at what's interesting and ignore what's not so interesting to you. Uh, you can see it in Salesforce, very easy. And and the other things I want to mention, you, you asked about the transcription. One of the other capabilities that uh, that it provides is the ability to search through all of the calls, okay, which is very helpful to managers and sometimes in product managers. Meaning when you say search through all the calls. Okay. So we have thousands of calls. Show me all those that the competitors uh, were mentioned in, in a positive light. Okay. Or all those where pricing came up early in the call and took more than 10%. So you could search and find the interesting calls. Uh, could you in- search for a specific question? S- such as well, if we want to say, gosh, how are our uh, let's say on a discovery call, you know, how how are we? What's the initial opening question we're using, right? And we've talked about yeah. internally. We, this is a question we want to lead off discovery with. I want to see how that's being asked. Absolutely. Yeah, you can search for anything. Fascinating. So, so that that's a that's usually an aha moment for a VP of sales right? because I ask him, so what's your you know what are the things that you're trying to get your account executives to say. And say, okay, do you know today how many of them are actually doing it and are doing it on every call? I said, right. no. 
what would it take for you to find out? Well, I have to listen to every call, which is impossible, right? right? So there's a search. I put the phrase, and now you can see it in all the calls immediately. One of our customers wanted to move from MRR to ARR, mm -hmm. to annuals, okay, which is not easy. Some of the reps were successful and some were not. Okay, now you never really know if they're successful because not successful because they're not offering or they're offering but in, in a wrong way right with gong you can easily search for annual subscription mm. or months by months and see who's doing what and then compare it with the results in in a crm and see what the issue was or are they offering any freebies or, or discounts or well and this gets the, gets the point you were talking about earlier which is gosh you know you can do this coaching without you know, zero process changes. But to me, as I said earlier, is I think it's a great trigger for a process change because, you know, part of the process would be, okay, how do we open a call? That's part of our process. Part, of, You know, how, how are we opening a call? And, yeah, I could see if you could search on that and say, look, you know, hey, John, you're just jumping into business too quickly. You're not, you know, building a rapport with the customer. You're not asking about them. You're not engaging at a personal level. And you sort of go down, just see how compare and contrast, and as I said, track it to the results. I think could be a lot of process changes triggered by it. Yeah, what, what I meant, no process change. I mean, you don't, the, you know, you're still doing the calls and you're working just like what you did, but right. it can change your your playbook. Yeah, because you have strategic capabilities. Exactly. We, one of the things we found out, and uh, we're also debating, like in in past companies, should we ask for budget at the beginning of the call towards the end of the call? Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, one school of thought would say, okay, you should ask them up front if they have money, because if they have money, if they don't have money, you're wasting your time, right? Mm. And the other approach would say, okay, yeah, you could be wasting a lot of time, but it's best to discuss pricing after people have seen the value. So they're, yes. they have a frame of reference. Yes. And, uh, and there are uh, two school of thoughts. Which one is right, in your opinion? Oh, at the end. Only okay. only twenty percent of business to business purchases are budgeted at the beginning of the year. Okay, well, uh, some people feel differently, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, what's common to both they're of you—they're welcome to. They're wrong, but they're welcome to. It's 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 based on opinions, right? Okay. The revolutionary thing about Gong, okay, is now you can base it on facts. You happen to be right, Andy. Okay, that, that your approach is actually works better in most cases, as always. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even pay you to say that. That's great. But uh, if we actually published a research showing some of these findings. Actually, we find in most cases the win rate is better when you leave pricing discussion towards the end of the call. It also is a, is a is a poor buying signal if a customer wants to bring pricing very early on mm -hmm. in the call. It's more about the pricing than uh, solving a problem. Right. Yeah, which means they're going to look for the cheapest alternative as opposed to perhaps the best fit. But the cool thing is now you can based on your decision based on facts and not opinions or stuff that you've learned at Xerox 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think the other thing that'd be great for this too is, you know, one of the key things that we're talking more and more about in sales is, you know, how are you integrating storytelling into into your calls? And Wow, great coaching tool, I think, for the ability to tell stories and coach people how to tell stories. Yeah, absolutely. Stories are, are the key uh, to both selling and, and marketing. And 
how do you capture that in, 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 in a CRM, right? The only way is really to listen to voice, see their interaction, and the words are what really uh, seals or, or kills the deal. Well, I think we have this, we identified it up front. You know, we have this, this problem in sales in general is that it operates you know, 99% on anecdote. And you know now we're getting the technologies that are helping us say, okay, let's take some of the anecdotal part of it away from it, and let's start dealing in fact. And um, yeah, now instead of worrying whether correlation is related to causation, you can listen to the, you can listen to the calls and and determine whether the correlation and causation are are the same. Absolutely. Plus, um, it also helps with the generation of, of, of anecdotes, right? Because if I had a great call with a customer and he, there was something that I said that he liked and really had a good, good report over there, I can easily take that clip and share it with the entire team. So now they can use it in other calls. Mm-hmm. That they have. Um, well, I think so that, that is, as much as that, though, I think that one of the things that, that I see is, is really interesting about technology like this is that it's not the fact of a question. It's not the fact of a uh, a story being told. It's learning how it's told, how it's delivered. It's it's like a to me. It's like more like a comedian or somebody on a play, an improv actor, or so on. Understanding the cues that they're getting and the response they're getting, and morphing what they're saying in response to that. And that's the part that I think that where salespeople really struggle. It's it's they don't. They don't understand that part of it. And so how do they learn? You know, if they don't have somebody that's really effectively coaching them on this, or unless they have examples where they go out on sales calls, lots of sales calls, this to me gives you know somebody to say, okay, we're going to queue up five examples of this that you can listen to. You don't have to go through the whole calls, but just the thing. To me, that's pretty powerful because that's that's learning by example, and that's how most people learn. Absolutely. And so, the other thing is sure. the sales reps can listen to themselves. As you're having a conversation, you're kind of like in the heat of the moment, and you're not always fully listening to what right. the customer said, what you're saying. Listening to your own recording is a very powerful technique yeah. to understand if your stories are effective and, and you know, you have a lot of moments like, oh, I, you know, I should have asked this or I could have said that or here's what I've missed. Well, I think even a basic basic things such as <laughs> this may drive gong nuts as, as I know so many people that that finishes sentences with things like you know what I mean you know what I mean <laughs> and it's like it, I can imagine you know the questions asked are suddenly filled with you know do you know what I mean but if you're doing that you're driving the prospect nuts I mean if the person is attuned to that at all they're going to find that very off-putting even if you are delivering a good message. It's it's factored in. You know, people are humans, and so being able to hear yourself, as you said, and eliminate the the mannerisms that are are unnecessary, really important. Yeah, exactly. I mean, those those filler words like uh, you know, basically, uh, as you can see, mm-hmm. uh, things that gong automatically tracks for you, so it gives you the report, and those are things that tend to go down very quickly it's it's like biofeedback or sure. feedback. just by being aware of your numbers it, it automatically improves and so uh, so i guess one of the real critical things then is how are managers are you seeing that managers are actually using this because 
you know, there's, even though there's all this talk these days about the necessity of more coaching on the front lines, is there's also pushback. You know, I hear it all the time from people saying, yeah, I don't have time. Um, yeah, we've, we've evolved past that. I was at a conference last year, so I said, we've evolved past coaching in sales. And it's like, oh, yeah, really? So how are you finding people are actually using it? So we see uh, most companies have a certain cadence of uh, mm-hmm. coaching people. So they want to dedicate like uh, an hour every Friday morning. I'm going to take like two or three calls from team members and then leave detailed feedback. Uh, sometimes it's more sporadic. They would quickly listen to calls. So, you know, what did I, you know, what was the outcome of the deal? And, and just maybe send in a formal email. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the more interesting that I've seen is actually managers uh, almost removing themselves from the cycle. So they have a team call, okay, which each team, t- each team member picks one call mm-hmm. or from a call. And on a weekly basis, they would go and dissect it as a team and learn as a team. So that doesn't require any time from the managers. And it, it does use the power of the team to get uh, better all the time. But if you do absolutely zero, then, uh, you know, you'll get less. Um, right. Our mission and vision is to provide <clears throat> the reps with uh, self-coaching. So, And we're doing some of the things today. They can see their listen-to-talk ratio. How many questions they've asked, if they spoke for 80% of the time, uh, if they had a, a strong close for the call, mm-hmm. uh, uh, filler words, all of these things tend to fix themselves. Right even with zero management involvement. Right. I like that. All right. So last question before we get to the last segment of the show is, so what's your ICP? Who are you selling to? So currently we're selling mostly to technology companies that have at least uh, 10 salespeople uh, and they're in the U.S. That's our sweet spot. We're we're selling to VPs of sales Mm. and uh, mostly we tend to companies that do a lot of selling over the phone or a substantial part of the sales process over the phone. Okay. All right. And why technology companies? Just low-hanging fruit? It's very low-hanging fruit. Uh, They're early adopters. They understand technology. They like to use technology for these. Plus, it's it's what we knew. I mean, I came from selling technology, Mm -hmm. so the product is pretty much tailored to that scenario. Okay. We'll be expanding to other industries as well in the future. Okay. All right, I forgot to ask in the first segment of the show, where's the name come from? Like, I always think of the Gong Show, which was this old show back in, on U.S. television back in the 70s or 80s sometime. Uh, what was the, the origin? Well, it's the sound of closing a deal, right? Oh, I mean, okay, that, ringing uh, the bell, okay. So um, every time, so some companies they have a, a bell, some companies have a Gong. And my previous company had a bell for anything less than 100K, and Gong is for 100K deals. I like it. Never had a gong. That's a great idea. Okay. All right. So here in this last segment of the show, I've got some standard questions. I ask all my guests. The first one's a hypothetical scenario. Maybe you've heard this. Um, you've just been hired as a VP of sales. A company of sales have stalled out, brought you on board to turn things around, hit the reset button. So what two things could you do your first week on the job that could have the biggest impact? So um, this is uh, could sound self-promoting. But I've seen like four times the first thing that we had VP of sales that moved to a new company that have used Gong Forward on the first day they bring Gong with them because Gong is like an x-ray for the sales calls. 
Uh, yep, and, that's exactly what you say on your website. Yeah. Yes. And, and, uh, and it gives you immediate visibility to first, how is this company selling right now? What are the good things that we mm-hmm. should preserve and what are things that I think we can change? Uh, so that's, uh, the first thing. And, and the second, I'd look mostly at, uh, quota, 10 minutes, who are the reps? What are the targets? How much are they hitting? And, um, and there are a lot of, um, things that stem from that. It mm-hmm. depends who they are. If uh, most, most people aren't hitting, maybe the targets aren't real and then you start diagnosing, but okay. looking at quota attainment, uh, to begin with is a very good, uh, starting point. That's yeah, interesting. You have the hundreds, <laughs> over 400 people I've asked this question to. Is you're really the first one that, when talk about quota attainment, that says, well, maybe the quotas aren't right. <laughs> and I think, like, yeah, I'm surprised no one else brings that up because I always think about that every time he says, you know, look at quota attainment. It's like, yeah, maybe the quotas aren't right. Yeah, I, I could, I could, you know, we, that, that's a, you know, uh, a whole discussion, but right. uh, they aren't right. And then you need to ask why, you know, what prevents strategically that company from mm-hmm. assigning larger quotas? Is it the deal size are we sending to the wrong customer? Usually if there is a problem across the board, it's not the reps, it's it's something else. Right. It's like the company, it's, it could be the pricing, it could be the market, it could be the product. Uh, it's a strategic problem and not necessarily a, an operational problem. Yeah, well, maybe we'll have a second episode sometime to talk about just that. Um, all right, some rapid-fire questions for you. So when you, Amit, are out selling Gong.io or any other previous sales jobs, what's your most powerful sales attribute, you personally? That's a great question. Um, it's all we have on the show. I, all right, so I think about all the possible ways that the deal might not happen. Mm-hmm. And I address each and every one of them. For deals that are important, I, I almost like guarantee success because I think about all the ways that all the reason that it might not happen and I, I tackle them one after another. Okay. Excellent. So who's your sales role model? Um, I don't have a particular one. So mm-hmm. I've seen lots of salespeople each succeed in their own different ways. Some mm-hmm. are more relationship type. Some are just aggressive uh i i have uh you know i've been exposed to hundreds of salespeople. i can't right. think of any one that i would say okay this is my role model okay well, that's fair one book you think every salesperson should read i may i may sound a little bit old-fashioned but mine is uh solution selling by mike bosworth mm-hmm. i mean that's uh that's my Classic. favorite i think uh everything else is uh i mean yeah they're they're different schools, but they're kind of like a variation on a theme. If you read it, you're, you're in pretty good shape. All right. Yeah, good book. And he's been a guest on the show. And last question for you. Uh, what's on your playlist these days? Oh, music? Music, yeah. Um, all right, let's look. Uh, I have it right now. It's uh, Green Day, latest album. Love it. Great. I love the latest album, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's good. Green Day is a great answer. Yeah, I've got yeah. my uh, my playlist right queued up, as a matter of fact. Um, so I want to thank you for being on the show, Amit. So tell people how they can find out more about you. Just go to uh, gong.io on a website. Uh, and also you can connect with me or any of the team members on LinkedIn. And uh, we'll be happy to talk. Yeah, that's gong.io. Um, yeah. Excellent. Well, again, thank you for being here. Friends, thank you for spending this time with us. Remember to make it part of your day every day to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. An easy way to do that is to join these conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Amit Bendoff. 
who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.